0: If you do sleep really well and you're still drinking coffee at 6 p.m. at night, maybe you're all right at this moment. But I'm telling you, as you get older, it may become more and more difficult. So just be conscious of that. Cut back on caffeine. Do not drink it after 3 p.m. Welcome to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast with leading DIY lifestyle blogger, Anna Fulmer, where women are inspired with authentic stories and practical strategies to reclaim their hearts and homes by empowering transformation, one imperfect day at a time. Hi, and welcome back to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I am your host, Anna Fulmer. Today, we're talking about the thing That you and I spend about 33 to 40% of our lives doing, and it's not eating, (laughs) although for me it feels like it sometimes, it is sleeping. We are going to talk about how to sleep better. It's interesting as many of you know I am a fitness and nutrition coach. My program is a 6 week virtual program called The Faster Way with Anna. You can check it out on my website at hammersandhugs.com. And believe it or not, one of the things I stress with my clients is the importance of sleep. Again, remember that I am a nurse practitioner by trade. I have two masters in nursing. My first was from John Hopkins University, and I love research and the fact is the research has linked sleep to so many issues, poor sleep, I should clarify, to so many issues. And the fact is, a lot of fitness and nutrition programs do not address the importance of sleep. There are many, many factors that affect fat loss, but sleeping habits are one of them. So, if one of your goals in life is to lose some weight or to get healthier, we cannot forget to talk about sleep. So, we're going to chat first of all, the importance of sleep. Why is sleep so important? We're going to talk about the physiological reasons that you may have never known about. And then we will dive into 13 ways to improve your sleep. Why is sleep so important? Well, first of all, it is the body's holistic reset button. God gave us this beautiful, amazing way to restore and renew through sleep. Sleep allows the brain to form new pathways in preparation for another day of storing new information. Emotionally, it allows one to refresh. And in fact, with children, there has been research to suggest that poor sleep very well may be contributing to emotional and behavioral issues. Physically, sleep allows the body to repair and regenerate, and poor sleep has been linked to heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. And one of the reasons that this happens is that when the body becomes sleep deprived, it will start to enter a stress mode, which in turn increases the levels of cortisol systemically in your body and decreases your body's sensitivity to insulin, which ultimately results in storing fat and then contributes to these other chronic diseases. Sleep is a huge, huge deal. Tip number one, ways to sleep better at night. Tip number one, This is not going to be shocking, but invest in a good mattress, invest in a good mattress. Here's my issue with the cost with mattresses. When Zach and I first got married, I remember we had this whole conversation about, well, we don't really want to spend a ton of money on a mattress. It just didn't feel, it's not flashy. It's not sexy. But the fact is 33%, maybe 40% of our life is on our mattresses. And considering all the health benefits of sound sleep, I do believe it is worth the investment so much so that we actually found a place that let us take out a loan that was interest-free. We invested in a really good mattress. We did the test, the like sleeping tests. And Zach and I have a King's Down for anybody wondering what we have. It's called King's Down. It's not automatic. like The head and feet don't go up and stuff. It's not a sleep number. I don't think a mattress needs to be the price of a car, right? I don't think it needs to be quite that much, but we did spend more than we ever have on our mattress and we absolutely saw a difference. We absolutely saw a difference in our sleep, but it took us, I think, seven years of marriage before we were finally willing to invest that kind of money. Again, we found one that gave us an interest-free loan. So we paid it off. I think it was like a two-year payment plan. Guys, worth it. It is an investment in your health, okay? Now, again, do you actually need the sleep number? Do your research. I don't know. Be sure to test them out. I don't know that you need to like refinance your house to buy a mattress. I don't know that it's quite that necessary to go that expensive. Tip number two, go to bed at the same time each night and set an alarm for the same time each morning. This is one of the most effective strategies for sounder sleep. This may surprise some of you. There's been some research out there that suggests it's not actually about how much sleep we get, but the quality of the sleep. And one of the ways to get quality sleep is to establish a consistent circadian rhythm, meaning you want to train yourself you train your body mentally and physically to start to shut down at the same time each night and then get up and start at the same time each morning. I do this Monday through Friday. I'm not as consistent on the weekends, but this is one of the most effective strategies. So try to discipline yourself. I think bedtime is the hardest part. This is where I struggle. I'll be completely honest. I'm not as consistent about my bedtime as I am about my wake up time. Also to clarify, three hours is not enough. Even if you go to bed at 1am and wake up at 4am every morning, this is not enough. It will catch up to you. Just trust me on this. You should be getting a minimum, truly, of seven hours. You really should be getting seven hours. Physiologically, even if mentally you're okay, your body will start to feel it over time. I would not get less than seven hours consistently. And most people need more. I need more. Tip number three, also very difficult but avoid significant blue light, movies, or TV, screens, technology, need I go on, of any kind at least an hour before bed. Turn it off. Parents of teenagers, if they are living in your home and you are paying the mortgage and you are buying them food, guess what? You are in control. Take their phones. Take whatever you need to. Turn it off. Your teenager will thank you. It may be many, many, many years down the road, but help them set themselves up for success. Turn it off an hour before bed. Tip number four to getting better sleep at night, avoid working out before bedtime. This is actually something a lot of people don't realize, but exercise releases endorphins, especially cardio, and will energize you at the wrong time of the day. A lot of people think, well, as long as I'm working out, it'll make me sleepier try not to do it right before bedtime. I say that, but also hear me when I say this, if the only time, the only time that you can exercise is before bedtime, and that is your only option, it is still preferable to at least exercise some as opposed to none. So if you are wondering, well, what's more important, exercise or better sleep? Listen, exercise. (laughs) You still need to get your exercise in. So again, if this is the only time that you can do it and waking up earlier in the morning is not an option for you, that's okay. Exercising some is still better than none. But if you have the option, try to establish an early morning routine. If you have not listened to my podcast yet about seven tips to establish an early morning routine, You 100% need to download that or put it on your save playlist right now because it is life-changing. An early morning routine is life-changing. There's so much good research behind it. Be sure to check that one out. Avoid working out before bed. Tip number five, kind of similar to tip number four, sort of. Avoid food high in sugar before bed. I say that, but the only way this is even slightly similar is it will energize you. It'll give you energy when you don't want energy. All right, now it is unhealthy energy. Let me be clear. You will crash and burn kind of energy, but it is ideal not to eat sugar before bed. Now, guess what? Intermittent fasting for those of my fitness and nutrition clients. You are already practicing this. Intermittent fasting is a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. I am a huge proponent of intermittent fasting, the 16 8 method, to be clear, where we fast for 16 hours, we eat for eight, we get all our nutrition in an eight hour window. Well, I have to tell you something that's really fascinating. I get feedback from my clients because, as you know, I love research, I love hard facts. <laughs> I want to hear from my clients. Better sleep is one of the most common pieces of feedback that I get. I forget the most recent statistics. I want to say 80%. I think it's 80% of my clients state that they are sleeping better by the end of my six-week program. I have a lot of theories around that. I truly, truly think one of the reasons is eliminating those bedtime snacks. Because here's what's really fascinating. Again, from a research standpoint, even my clients who have been exercising, meaning what they are changing in the program is their eating habits not necessarily their exercising habits, they still say that their sleep is improved. I find this really fascinating. And I really believe one of the reasons is we eliminate those bedtime snacks because we are cutting ourselves off from eating anymore, depending on what your window is. Mine's 10 to 6 p.m. Really common windows are 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. So avoiding those bedtime snacks, I truly, truly think is helping people sleep better interesting side notes there. You have tried it all worried. You will never lose the extra weight or reclaim the energy you once enjoyed. Want to achieve fat loss without spending hours in a gym or eliminating entire food groups from your diet. Well, now you can in the virtual faster way to fat loss with Anna, my six week fitness and nutrition program. You will learn how to pair effective 30 minute workouts with all natural evidence-based nutritional strategies to leverage what you eat and when you eat to reset your metabolism and burn fat fast, even that stubborn belly fat. I am a dual certified nurse practitioner passionate about teaching sustainable strategies to promote fat loss and prevent disease. I have cheered on thousands of clients who have done just that with the Faster Way program. In my six-week program, the average client currently sheds seven inches of body fat. 93% report more energy, and 89% state that their mental health has improved. 100% of clients report they feel this program is sustainable. Curious to try the program but not sure if the strategies will work for you? Try the Faster Way strategies for free. Head to www.hammersandhugs.com and sign up for my free 7-Day Fat Loss Accelerator course today and start your own transformation story. Tip number six, consider investing in a clock where the face can be turned off, but the alarm still functions. Believe it or not, research has shown you are more likely to fall back asleep. If you do not look at the clock, if you have an alarm set, have faith that your alarm is still going to go off regardless if you know what the time is or not. All right when you wake up in the middle of the night, do not look at the clock in your room. Do not look at your cell phone. Don't turn it on. It's a stimulant. That blue light is a stimulant. All right. Sunrise alarms. Google sunrise alarms. There's a link on the show notes today for the sunrise alarm clock that I use. Highly, highly recommend them. It's been an amazing part of my early morning routine as well. A sunrise clock. This is what our kids use as well. Tip number seven, avoid sleeping with your phone in the bedroom. I think I could do an entire podcast on cell phones. Avoid sleeping with your phone in the bedroom. Due to the nature of job responsibilities requiring phone involvement, the cell phone is a constant stimulant. It is a subconscious stress trigger. You hear that ding, right? You just got an email it wakes you up. It is a stimulant in your head that is subconsciously triggering work. Or maybe it's a Facebook notification. Whatever it is, keep it out of your bedroom. Keep it out of your bedroom. Force yourself to deprive yourself of your phone for a little bit. Your entire self will thank you. As my kids say, your whole self will thank you. (laughs) Your whole self. Keep the phone out of the room. So we survived without cell phones for hundreds and hundreds of years, and I bet people probably slept better hundreds of years ago as well. I personally leave my charging in the kitchen or at my desk overnight. For those of you who have kids, so our kids are young right now, meaning they're not going out with friends and staying out till... 12 a.m., I have heard some people say, well, what do I do because I keep my phone at my bedside in case of like an emergency? Listen, I feel so strongly that phones need to be out of the bedrooms that when my kids get older, my plan actually is to invest in one phone line, one phone line that will either be in the hallway outside of our bedroom when we build our house, or maybe it'll be in our bedroom. I don't know, but it will be an old fashioned phone, one line. That's it one line for that very reason. And it will be emergency number only. Like my kids will have that number. I'm that passionate about it. I believe that strongly phones need to be out of the bedroom. That is my plan. That's what we will do. To be honest, our home right now is so small. I can hear my phone ringing up in our bedroom. So that's the other thing is it just depends on how heavy a sleeper are you. Tip number eight, use blackout curtains. And replace your light bulbs with a soft or warm white bulb. Interestingly, we have seen this replacement of light bulbs with LED bulbs, and a lot of them, t- like 5000K, I think it's called, very, very bright. They almost tend to go a little bit blue. Okay. Believe it or not, these are stimulants. And one of the ways to help retrain your body to calm down and wind down in your bedroom is to replace the light bulbs. I actually have a post on my blog and I could probably do a podcast on this sometime. There's actually ways to design and decorate your bedroom to help inspire relaxation. This is one of them are the lights, the actual bulbs that you use. You want warm, soft white bulbs. You do not want a ton of light in your bedroom. Use blackout curtains. Again, this is a super easy way to try to get yourself into that circadian rhythm where like you are shutting down now. So if you have streetlights outside your window, this is a great way to help kind of establish that I'm, my body is slowing down now. So blackout curtains. Tip number nine, stop drinking caffeine after 3 PM. You say, Anna, that's a really, really random number. It is a random number, but for any of you that have heard me say this before, We need to be more specific in life. Stop saying just generalizations, be specific, how-to strategies. So I'm telling you 3 p.m. I will be honest. I do not drink caffeine with any regularity after 12 p.m. I sleep very well. (laughs) I absolutely love sleep. I won't even get started on how much I love sleep. Just listen to the seven tips to establish an early morning routine. Y'all, man, getting up early for me was so hard. But one of the things that I do to sleep well is I do not drink caffeine after 12 p.m. Now, I have had people tell me that, well, I drink caffeine and it doesn't make any difference. Like, I still sleep well. That may be true right now. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. But it is incredibly common for people as they age to struggle with sleep. And then they have a really, really difficult time cutting back on caffeine. If you do sleep really well and you're still drinking coffee at 6 p.m. at night, okay, maybe you're all right at this moment, but I'm telling you as you get older, it may become more and more difficult. So just be conscious of that. Cut back on caffeine. Do not drink it after, I would say 12 p.m., but let's start realistically and just say 3 p.m. Stop drinking caffeine. Also be aware of foods that have caffeine, such as dark chocolate. Tip number 10, keep your bedroom on the cool side. Really, really fascinating research with this. It has been shown that people tend to sleep better if they say that their bedroom is on the slightly cooler side. Personal experience, this is 100% true. I am, I think, cold-blooded. I feel like I'm cold all of the time. I need multiple layers in order to survive, (laughs) but I keep my bedroom cold. Thankfully, Zach and I agree on this. I love it to be cold in my bedroom because I 100% sleep better. If I have a blanket on, I absolutely sleep better. So all that to say, we happen to have zone heating in this house. So we can keep our bedroom cooler than the rest of our house. Most people don't have that option. If you have a central monitor, know where that is, meaning this, you don't want to waste energy, right? And have to pay a ridiculous amount of money to heat your house because your bedroom window is open and your bedroom is letting cold air into the rest of the house. So know where that monitor is, where it's actually automating whether or not your heat is turning on or not. For most people, it's on the first floor. But especially if it is on the second floor, just be aware if your bedroom is right beside that central monitor in the hallway, make sure you keep your door closed. But I am dead serious when I say if your bedroom gets too hot at night because of the heat going on, if you live in cold weather states over the winter, open your window just a tiny bit. The fresh air is good for you, but also you want your bedroom to actually be slightly on the cool side. Just make sure you shut that door again so that it's not messing up your electric bill by cooling down the rest of your house. Keep your bedroom on the cool side. So that's a little hack for anybody wondering how you do that and not (laughs) spend hundreds extra on your electric bill. Tip number 11. We just talked about blankets. Tip number 11, consider using a weighted blanket. So again, here's the interesting thing. Research technically has not demonstrated that I've seen that people objectively have deeper rem sleep using a weighted blanket however research participants subjectively report feeling as though they slept better so it has not demonstrated objectively that they have deeper rem sleep but it does show that subjectively people feel as though they have slept better as a general rule a weighted blanket should be 5 to 10% of your body weight and they should also fit snugly to the size of the bed as a side note weighted blankets are really not appropriate for children under 2 years of age over 2 years of age assuming there's no developmental delays they've really good head and neck control etc they are very appropriate in fact i highly encourage weighted blankets for children if they have behavioral issues if they struggle with anxiety etc weighted blankets have actually been shown again for children also subjectively report that they sleep better. And again, we've established the importance of sleep, especially for children, for all of us really, but this is something you may have never considered or thought about, but consider a way to blanket for yourself and your child or a teenager. Tip number 12, people don't love this one. Avoid naps altogether. If necessary, keep them to 20 minutes and before 3 PM, there's that 3 PM number again. Okay. You've all heard about the power nap. The thing is very few people can successfully power nap. I am one of them. I'll tell you a quick story. My roommate who was my best friend for 20 years. She died of breast cancer a couple years ago. Again, different podcast, different story there. Her name was Heather. Heather would take power naps every single day. She would set her alarm. We get back from classes. We were both nursing majors in college and she would set her alarm for a 20 minute nap. Every single afternoon, she went to bed, her alarm went off, she got up, and she would sit at her desk and do work. Y'all, I tried to do that one time. I was a crazy person in college. I was a nursing major. I had a minor in Bible. I ran track as well as I was singing and doing a bunch of stuff with music. <laughs> crazy woman. Anyway, I was exhausted, especially my freshman year, because I did not balance it well. So I would try to do this. I would try to do power naps. Uh Uh-uh. My power nap was three hours long. I could not do it. My alarm would go off and I would have rather cut off one of my arms than get up out of bed. Maybe some of you can feel me here, but listen, not everybody can do the power nap. I am one of them. Power naps are just simply not in the cards for me. So the fact is, if you cannot power nap, if you cannot keep it to 20 minutes where you are down for 20 minutes and then you are up. You need to avoid naps all together. Do not nap. If you have a problem sleeping at night and you are still napping, stop napping. Don't give me any more excuses until you've stopped napping and you've gotten your phone out of your bedroom. <laughs> okay, speaking of phones that I just mentioned again. Okay. Tip number 13 is the one that I feel very, very strongly about, second to the phone. Do not keep a TV in your bedroom. Let me repeat no TV in your bedroom. People, I'm grateful for technology. Don't get me wrong. I'm addicted to Netflix. I should do a whole podcast on my favorite shows. It gets me excited just talking about it. However, the bedroom is meant to be a place of rest. You need to retrain your brain to see your bedroom as a place of rest and relaxation. No technology, no work, no emails, no TV, no bright lights. There is only one type of recreational behavior routinely recommended in a bedroom. And I'm pretty confident it does not need further elaboration. Other than that particular recreational activity, it is meant to be a place of rest. Those are my 13 tips to get a better night's sleep, 13 ways to sleep better at night. What tips do you have for a better night's sleep? I would absolutely love to hear things that worked for you. It doesn't matter if there's no research behind it, right? If it works for you, it might work for somebody else. I would love to hear your suggestions. You can put them on the blog, on the show notes today at hammersandhugs.com. Drop them in the comments here if you're watching on YouTube I would absolutely love to hear from you. What tips do you have for a better night's sleep? I'll see you here next time. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. It is my honor to be here with you. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to click the subscribe button below so you don't miss a show and leave a comment with your thoughts from today's episode below. If you are listening via your preferred podcasting platform, would you help keep us on the air by rating our show and leaving an honest review of your thoughts from today? In case you haven't heard it lately, your story matters and you are loved. This is your host, Anna Fulmer, and I will see you here next time on the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast.